Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this program. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Seton O'Connor back from his Italian vacation, his whirlwind vacation. Ciao, Bella. Yes, you speak it so fluently. Anything else? Did you learn anything else? Il canto, por favore. Okay. That's asking for the check. Ah. That's probably the most tricky thing about Italy is figuring out how to pay the bill at the end of a meal. I, I just walk out. Yeah. 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 Just get, easier that way. Feels like you could. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The old grazie and go, they call it. Yeah, grazie. Classic. Classic. Uh, Poll question for hour two is going to be. Let me recap hour one for you, Daniel. We had, which sounds better? Uh, Slam dunk champion or home run derby champion? Right now, 72% of the audience is wrong. They said home run derby champion. No, I'd rather be the home (laughs) run derby champ. Yeah, no, both is great. Both are great. Well, why is it baseball gets stars to be in the home run derby, but the NBA can't get stars to be in the slam dunk contest? Why is that? <laughs> Nobody has an answer. Because the stars are like, I don't know. Well, what does it say that you can have sort of like non-star related players and still have it be pretty great rather than the superstars be in it? I don't think the slam dunk contest is great. I mean, Mac McClung was a novelty. Well, I, I think that's why it was interesting. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at some of the things that that players are doing now, it's insane. Get, I think that the slam dunk contest had a real lull where there was a real lack in creativity. I think when you started doing like, oh, I'm going to put on the Superman cape, hmm. that was kind of lame. Uh, or I'm going to jump over a car or whatever. But now the way that the athleticism is is at a whole other level. Uh, by the way, written and directed by Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer is an epic thriller. And this is about the man who created the atomic bomb. It is uh, in theaters July 21st. Tickets on sale now. They said there's no CGI used in that movie. Oh. Should be pretty interesting. I don't know much about it. I read something about him, but I don't know much about, you know, what the movie encapsulates. Yes, Paul. I've got the cast here. Cillian Murphy, you know him. He's from... uh, He's always a villain, isn't he? Yes. Peaky Blinders, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt, that's always a bonus. Okay. Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Josh Hartnett. Okay. Back from, he was gone for more. Gary Oldman's in it. Okay. Wow. 
Yes, Eden. The one thing that I saw about the movie, aside from no CGI used in it, is that when people left the movie theater after the initial screening, they were all left with this impending sense of doom, like, we're all dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which sounds awesome. <laughs> How about the book? <laughs> uh, yeah. What, Todd? I was just thinking about this whole derby thing versus slam dunk. I think I'd rather be the jockey who wins the Kentucky Derby even more than winning the home run derby. Where, what's your take on that? Um, we Down were, the stretch, you we were, we were kind of on a roll with Oppenheimer. I know. Here, you know. I just we're talking about the atomic bomb and impending doom. and We just saw an atomic bomb. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> Todd just dropped one on the show. Unlike Dr. Tom <laughs> Smith, who showed me up. Yeah, Dr. Tom was great. Showed you up. Yes. He's a, he's a I don't think he came on the show to show you what well, he, 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 he told me, watch how funny I'm going to be. I'm going to show you how it's done. Yeah. Sent me a little email. Yeah. A wildlife expert at BYU helped us with uh, our encounters with bears. Basically, <laughs> stay away from areas that have bears. That's not exactly the knowledge, information, and tips that I wanted from him. Or have a gun or spray yeah, of yeah, some sort. Yeah. I, I went fishing. I could have encountered a bear. I was fishing. I didn't go into the woods looking for a bear. I didn't have any bear spray. Yes, see. But everything that you said to Dr. Tom yeah. is everything that I've also heard about bear encounters. You're supposed to be loud. You're supposed to yell at them. You're supposed to wave your arms. Get away, bear. Don't, you're not coming here, bear. And he's like, yeah, so that's going to get you killed. <laughs> the amount of misinformation about bear protocol is insane. All right. If you encountered a bear, a shark, or an alligator... To me, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, Paul. I'm very scared of alligators. I've gone on like South Carolina. I was at some resort down there years ago and said, don't walk down this path. Uh, it's where alligators cross. I ran like, and I didn't even see an alligator. <laughs> was there a sign that said yeah. alligator crossing? Alligator crossing. It was down in like South Carolina. Do they know that it says alligator crossing? That's the alligators? What I was, yeah. How they, do they? Yeah. They don't listen. They, they just they go do. right through. I, shark is what would scare me. You're, I thought that was rare that they attack. Well, it seems like... <laughs> It may be rare, but it feels like they get a lot of publicity when they do attack. Yes, Eaton. I got two ways that I really don't want to die. I don't want to be eaten alive by an animal, and I don't want to drown, and a shark attack combines both of those. <laughs> right. That is just, that is the worst. Well, you won't drown if you're attacked by a shark. Yeah, but you're being eaten alive while drowning. I, well, That's terrible. Well, you might be swimming or paddling, and then you get eaten alive. Well, until they pull you underwater. I don't, I don't think they let your head above water oh, and eat you gently from <laughs> underneath. Like, hey, just don't get, catch your breath while I do this, okay? Nibbles. Keep, yeah, I yeah. think they pull you in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, easy on the leg there. Come on. Teeth are sharp. Ow. <laughs> yes, Paul. I have some numbers here. Shark attacks and alligator attacks are relatively rare, like where they're fatal. About less than five per year in the United States. Mm. Bear attacks more common. Mm. Okay. That's what we're hearing. Okay. Well, having encountered a bear, uh, I haven't encountered a shark, and I've been around alligators. Like, you, Are we supposed to be more concerned about alligators or crocodiles? Are, are crocs faster than alligators? One friendlier? I don't, I don't know if they're friendlier. Like if, if one of I want to know which one's faster. Which one's vegan is the one I want to know. <laughs> There's a nice vegan yeah. species. Yeah, he's not gonna. Now he has no interest in me. Yeah, yeah. I, this is all plant based. Uh, yes, yes. Isn't Steve. the trick with uh, like alligators is that you're supposed to run zigzag because they can't turn like that? 
Like okay, you, if okay. you run in a straight line, you're dead. But if you run side to side, they can't catch up to you. Okay, I don't want to give out misinformation like I might have <laughs> yesterday. Hey, you know the with other the thing bears. with a moose attack. If you ever, uh, yeah. if there's a moose and it's going to attack you, you should run around a tree because they can't catch up to you running around a tree. They can't move that way, and then eventually they'll give up. Oh. Those are two things that I've heard about that. Okay. Yeah, Todd. People wear Crocs, so they seem less scary to me <laughs> than an alligator. So I guess I'd be more fearful. Yes, Paul. Okay. Crocodile or alligator. They're, the myth is that you run in a zigzag fashion because yeah. they cannot do so. Yeah. That was debunked, fully debunked. Um, they said they run in bursts. So your best thing with an alligator is to run in a direct line away from them mm. as fast as you can and keep running because they will tire out fast. They do not have any cardio. We need to stay in our lane here because right. I'm worried that somebody's going to, you know, when <laughs> you know, the police you know, talk to Marge after uh, Tommy got, you know, eaten, be like, wait, he listens to the Dan Patrick show all the time. And they suggested that he uh, run zigzag and uh, he zigged but didn't zag. Yes, Tom. They're talking home run derby. Next thing you know, they're <laughs> contributing to my kid getting eaten by an animal. Alligator just said can run a speeds 25 miles an hour. Wow. Uh-oh. That's, I hope it's a very short burst then, like you said. Okay, <laughs> okay. What does Tyreek Hill run? Oh, like a, a sprinter running 100 could run up to maybe 27 miles an hour at its, could, at its So Tyreek Hill could barely outrun right. one of these guys, right? Yeah. If, if he can. Yeah. Actually, depending on how fast that alligator is, he can't outrun it. If the alligator's running 25, he can't. Dang. Tyreek the Alligator Hill? Can't do that? New nickname. Are you on drugs today? <laughs> what about a nickname, Tyreek the Alligator? If we're comparing the miles per hour for a wide receiver and an animal, maybe there's a nickname there. Okay. All right. That's Did he my go to fault. Florida? He didn't go to Florida. That's my, my fault. That's my fault. Yes, Mark. All right, so I'm looking at Wikipedia. Wick, wick, wick. That always helps. Regarding the home run derby, <laughs> completely unrelated to animals because okay. that might be cultural. I don't go near any animals. Okay. Uh, Jonas Cespedes. Mike Stan or Giancarlo Stan and Pete Alonso, the only three home run derby winners to not be selected to the All-Star game. So they're normally guys that are already selected to the All-Star game. And then, hey, do you guys want to do the home run derby? Okay. Thank you, Marv. TJ. Messes up that whole superstar. Though. TJ in Vermont. TJ, welcome to the program. Hey, hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? Great. Uh, hey, okay. Dan, this is a... TJ and I don't talk about. Um, I had a question. As far as the home run derby and a slam dunk contest, I believe isn't it? Um, don't you don't even have to be an all star to participate in the slam dunk contest? But I believe you do to be in the home run derby, don't you? No, we just talked about. But it, it's normal that you have all stars who compete in this. Uh, Ellie Dela Cruz from the Reds, not an all star, but was invited to be in the home run derby. Michael in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'll try to keep the humor uh, to a minimum so that Todd doesn't feel too threatened. Mm. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I just want to weigh on on the home run derby thing again. The answer is the slam dunk competition. You previously said that there are a lot of guys out there can dunk, and I'm going to have to disagree with that. There are a lot of guys who wish they could dunk, and if you can dunk once in your life, you carry that with you the rest of your life. That I dunked one time. Meanwhile, there are a lot of guys watching the home run derby who are polishing off a plate of nachos who are thinking to themselves, I could probably do that. It's really hard to hit a home run. Just just so you know, it it's really hard. You, you may say, oh, wow, 
You go to Fenway, and as soon as you walk into Fenway, you go, God, I could hit one off the monster. And, and maybe you could, but there are a lot of people who can dunk. Now, I'm not saying you do anything impressive. You just dunk. But hitting a ball, you know, 390, 400 feet, I, it feels like there's fewer people who can do that than those who can dunk. Yes, Paul. I'm your perfect example here. I'm a six-foot, unathletic, average-sized white guy who was neither played basketball nor football or, nor baseball. I could, at one point in my life, grab the rim. And I bet you if I would have really trained or something like that or got active, I probably could have gotten a rub dunk. I, I, you know, now I know it's batting practice, but I, if I was taking pitcher, pitches from a decent pitcher, even an average pitcher, there's no way I'm hitting a home run. I don't think I could have generated that kind of power, that bat speed. Well, that's another thing that when in the home run derby, you have to generate all the power. Normally, if you're facing somebody who's thrown 95 to 100 miles an hour, you can see these guys make almost accidental contact and hit it out because they're helping you. But when you're when you're taking BP, you have to have you know, you have to create all the power. Uh, Dale in Kentucky. Hey, Dale, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, I've got a personal question for you. You're somebody who has dunked in a game yeah. and hit a home run in a game. Yeah. Which to, which are you more proud of? Um, probably the dunk. I mean, I, I took this guy to dead uh, center hitting a home run. And it happened so quick that, you know, you're like, uh, oh, gosh, I hit that out. Uh, but the dunk was something that I was younger when I did it. Therefore, I think it meant more in the moment. But then I realized I wasn't hitting any more home runs, but I was still able to dunk. And then you're like, God, I'd, I'd like to hit another home run here. Yes, Todd. And you don't posterize a picture. You could show them up with a little, you know, staring at it as it goes out or gradually. No, no, I didn't. It. I didn't even have that moment. Like I was running around the bases, and, you know, where it's like you get to third and you go, and then the third base coach goes, slow down, slow down. <laughs> and I go, oh, I hit it out. Yes. He... That's a hell of a vertical by Paul, too, by the way. They yeah. were glancing past that to grab the rim. That I mean, that's like a two-foot vertical. At least that's. That's a solid leap. Yeah. In college? That's not bad. Yeah, in college we played a lot of pickup. I stunk, but I could uh, I could snap the rim at my best. James in Iowa. Hi, James. Hey, Dan. Hey, James. 5'8", uh, a uh, semi-solid 220. Thank you. Uh, wanted to weigh in here with the uh, slam dunk versus uh, home run derby. Uh, I think a big thing is social media has made a lot of the NBA superstars a little cautious of, you know, making a mistake. Uh, you know, you get LeBron James who act, who would enter into a dunk contest and he bricks one, he's going to be an instant meme it, it, on, on Twitter and everywhere else within moments. But when was the last time you saw, you know, Mike Trout or somebody else in a home run derby actually whiff on one of those balls being pitched to him? Oh, I don't see that happening. They may pop something up, but uh, I don't know how often you see a guy in the home run derby. They're not throwing hard at all, and you should be able to get your bat on the ball. But I don't, you know, did Michael Jordan miss on a dunk? Did Dominique Wilkins miss on a dunk? I don't remember that. And it probably would have penalized you back then. We got to the point where, I try it again. Well, you missed it. Try it again. Yes, Marv. Michael Jordan never missed anything. Oh, that's Relax. right. You're right. He never missed a shot. Hit every game winner. Yes, Eaton. Is there an award for best in-game dunk throughout the season? 
I think there is. Is there an award for that? Because that's the one that should really matter. Like, damn, that was a hell of a dunk. Okay. They, they, that person should be the slam dunk champion. Okay, how about if you dunk in a game or you homer in a game? What would be more impressive? Yes, Todd. Does it matter the situation in the game a little bit? Like if you dunk to make it 9-6. Let's say you home run late in the game. Let's say you dunked over somebody. Dunked in traffic. How's that? Late in the fourth quarter? Or? Yeah, late in fourth quarter, you know, down by two. Okay, you know, you on the road against the Lakers, Todd. <laughs> Knucklehead. I think yes, that matters. Yes. All right, what's worse, getting dunked on or giving up a home run? Getting dunked on seems more humiliating because that feels like a more one-on-one physical battle. And I have, uh, I've been a victim of both. I've been dunked on and I've given up a home run. So um, I was more embarrassed giving up a home run. Because it was one of those where people go, damn. You know, when your teammates yeah. come to the mound after that and they go, damn, he hit that hard. Yeah, I, go, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I got dunked on where I took a knee in the chest. Mm, that's fun. And it, it was a Tom Chambers, Mark Jackson-like dunk. <laughs> but his knee hit me, so he knocked the air out of me, knocked me to the ground, and then dunked on me. Yeah, Paul. The NBA, NBA.com has an award for best dunk of the year, and it's in-game dunk, of course. Yeah. John Morant won it a couple times already, and they do it at the award ceremony, and they do it all throughout the season on social media. Yeah, yeah. That, to me, is impressive when you dunk on somebody. So we could start doing dunk of the month, maybe, and but it's like us dunking on each other. Dunk of the month. Dunk of the month. month. But who had the best slam on yes, somebody Todd. else? Getting dunked on has to be worse and more embarrassing because in that case, the opposing team and even your own team a lot of times go, oh, <laughs> you, you got so Yeah, but it's only one play. Yeah, but in baseball, I can give up a home run and lose the game. Yeah, but the, the people in the dugout of the team that hit the home run off you aren't making those kind of noises and acting in shock and falling all over themselves on the chair the way they do when someone gets posterized. How about we take a breath? Let's do that. <laughs> Are you on drugs today? I think I just made a valid point just now. But in general, I, I do I seem a little off, a I, little crazy. The longer you talk, the less impact you have on me. I should like you went to you went to check get checked on kidney stones yesterday. Did they give you any medicine? They didn't, but you would think maybe they slipped something in there. There was no IV. There was no. Did you have to take off your clothes? I had to take my pants off to put on <laughs> some kind of uh, some kind of I guess anti X ray pants. Whatever. I still had my the shorts on. Anti X ray. Yeah, pants? they give you like these little sweatpants or something. You'll you tie it and uh, you can't just go in there and just lay down at the table. But but you're they should be pro X ray, not anti. No anti, right? I guess anti. So you're not getting extra rays in parts that shouldn't be gotten. Oh, don't they give you that uh, little that heavy thing they put over your Kevlar crop? thing? Yeah, that's what I expected. They didn't do that to me yesterday, so I don't know what I got zapped with. How about we take a break? Harold Reynolds will join us. We asked Jeff Passan this question yesterday: If he was running the Angels, what would he do with Shohei Otani? He'll join us next from Seattle. Harold Reynolds after this. Some companies have a a super complicated process and don't have anyone with the experience to help you navigate a process known as the ERC tax refunds. Howard Mackler is the CEO of Innovation Refunds, and he's explained how he's helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. And if you're a small business owner, you could start filing for this. And why wouldn't you? Innovation Refunds will help you and help you get to the finish line. Innovation Refunds team of independent tax attorneys are experienced in understanding ways that uh, other companies may not be able to. 
Uh, and that's trying to claim tax deductions as the result of the pandemic. Innovation refunds has helped eligible businesses claim their ERC tax refunds since 2021, and they might be able to help you as well. Go to innovationrefunds.com and see if you qualify. No upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Call 1-843-REFUNDS. 1-843-REFUNDS or go to innovationrefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I just saw these analytics on the fastest players in NFL history. You guys want to take a guess? Fastest player in NFL history, 22.9 miles per hour. If you said, yes, Paul. Chris Johnson, Chris the former Johnson, Titans running yes. back? Second. Oh. Second fastest player behind Chris Johnson. I did not know this. Second fastest player in NFL history. If you said Randy Moss, you would be right. Then it's Bo Jackson, Dion, Daryl Green, Joey Galloway, Eric Metcalf, Barry Sanders, Devin Hester, and Willie Galt. I don't see... This has to be updated with Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek Hill has got to be in there. And DK Metcalf has to be in there as well. 20, almost 23 miles per hour. And then I just got a note that alligators can run up to 35 miles per hour. I'd like to see Tyreek Hill versus an alligator. <laughs> um, this is not including active players. 
I think. So uh, an alligator versus Tyreek Hill, who do you got? I'm going alligator all day. All right, uh, Harold Reynolds joining us, our good buddy, MLB Network analyst. Uh, MLB Network's live all-star coverage from Seattle gets underway at 2 Eastern today. A red carpet show, followed by intentional talk, MLB Tonight, uh, from batting practice. Harold joins us now on the program. Okay, we were talking about what's more impressive, winning the slam dunk contest or home run derby. What would you? Well, first of all, Tyreek Hill, if an alligator's after him, (laughs) we're going to see really how fast he is. Uh, all right. No doubt. Okay, so what's more impressive, winning slam dunk or home run derby? Well, if you're Mo, uh, if you're Spud Webb or somebody like that, I'm going with the dunk. Depends on the size. I mean, really, the big guys are going to hit home runs. The little guy dunking like that—that's the most impressive. Well, but a little guy hitting a home run as well. Like what's yeah. more? Look, how many home runs did you hit in your life? 21. 21. Okay. That's impressive. But I could dunk a lot. Oh, okay. All right. So what was more impressive, dunking or hitting a home run? I would say dunking. Okay. Depends on the style. I mean, just getting over the rim, yeah, but if you could get up and get behind it, yeah, that was impressive. Best pitcher you homered off of? Ooh. Um... I don't know. Kevin Brown, maybe. Okay. He was throwing the sinker, didn't sink, and then you took him deep? Smoked it. <laughs> of, course, of course you did. I hope my voice is hanging in there. Yeah, what, what's going on with the, the voice there? Were you, were you yelling last night? I've been running since I got to Seattle. Okay. Been crazy. And then, obviously, you know, I picked Julio in the home run derby. I had the front run. Yeah. You know, so I've been... Front running all over the place. Um, no, it's been good. Been a good time. Really busy. I had somebody ask me this question recently, and I had an answer, and then I kept thinking if I had the right answer. What's more impressive? What Bo Jackson did as an athlete or what Shohei Otani is doing as a baseball player? Wow. Um, these are tough ones. I don't think we'll ever, ever, ever see either one ever again. We just won't. Not to the level that they're doing it at. But Otani is going to catch on, Harold. There's going to be players who are going to want to do both. If you're getting $60 million a year and you're, I mean, these guys. They can do it. Yeah. But it was funny. I was on the set yesterday with Albert Pujols and Pedro Martinez. And we were talking about this topic. Not Bo Jackson involved, but about Shohei Otani. And Pedro put his arm around Albert, and he said, basically what you're seeing is both of us in one person. (laughs) Yeah. And we looked at the numbers of what he's done the first half. He's on pace for a 50-homer season, and his ERA is going to be like Pedro. It's crazy. Never see it again. No way. Guys will try it. They'll never do it at this level. Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever do it. This we're level. not going to see Bo Jackson again. No, no, we won't. Um, yeah, we won't see those two things, and it's amazing we were able to do it. Yeah, but we won't. We won't see it again. Talking to Harold Reynolds, MLB Network analyst. All right, I'm going to ask you what I asked Jeff Passan of ESPN yesterday. 
You are Artie Moreno. You own the Angels. You've wow. lost 9 of 10. What do you do yeah. with Shohei Otani at the All-Star break? Or at the trade deadline? I, I think you got – I was going to move him last year, you know. Okay. I just think he is your Herschel Walker trade. Changes the whole franchise. Hard to do. People are going to talk about it, but you got to go down to one thing. Do you feel like he's going to re-sign with you? If you're going to re-sign him, great. I just don't think he's going back. And so that's a big gamble. You had to have already had these conversations. You you know it's going to cost you two players' salaries of a Pedro and an Albert in current money. Yeah. We're talking five to $700 million. Are you going to pay it? Because you're going to get it back, marketing this guy. You can make a billion dollars in a blink. So are you going to pay it? And that's what it comes down to. It's not, do we like him? Do we want him back? Uh, uh, it's not all that. It's, are you going to pay the freight? And it's really, one, you sit down, you have a conversation, you make the offer. If he's not going to do it, you got to move him. Yeah, but like, what, uh, what's the better avenue to win? Because that's what you owe to your franchise. It's just like Portland, Portland with Dame Lillard. You owe it to your fan base to improve your team, and you needed to trade Dame Lillard to improve your team. The Angels and Artie Moreno, you need to decide, can we win with him, or do we have a better chance to win without him? Well, that's the uniqueness of baseball. You know, if you trade Lillard from the Blazers, right, one guy can really change your basketball franchise. Baseball, you have to have – Three, you have to have two number ones for sure, and you got to have a lineup. So Shohei is pitching. If you decide you're going to keep him, then you got to go get that other aircraft carrier or two to get you through to win the whole thing. Yeah, we already so, have Trout there. Yeah, but Trout doesn't pitch. Uh, yeah, you know. Okay, would you trade Trout instead of Shohei Otani? At this point in time, I mean, if you're again, are you going to sign Shohei? What if I trade Mike Trout, thinking, "Hey, I made a nice move," and you get you're going to get a lot back from Mike as well. But then Shohei says, "You know what? I think I'm going to be a Dodger." What now? Well, no, I wouldn't. Well, I I saw where Alex Rodriguez said he would trade both of them. He'd trade Trout and Shohei Otani. Well. I mean, then you got to start all the way over. I, I know. know I know. You got to keep one of them. Uh, what was it like seeing Ken Griffey Jr. there back in Seattle? You know what? We had a blast. He came on yesterday. I've never seen him as engaged as he was. I mean, he did the HBCU game on Friday. Fantastic. Great event. He was engaged. And yesterday he joined Albert, Pedro, myself, and Greg Amsinger. And so we're talking about home run derby yesterday, right? And in the WBC, Mookie Betts and Trout were like, what you, what's the hitting coach walking around with a glove for? Where's your bat? He goes, I didn't bring my bat. And they're like, yeah, because you can't hit a home run no more. Oh, yeah. So he's like, okay. He said, and this one got funny, Dan. He goes, all right. So I called my wife, Melissa, and said, hey, bring Lucille to the ballpark. His bat. <laughs> we died. Lucille. And so, what was that? BB King's 
guitar. Yeah, wasn't that his guitar? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so he goes on and says, so Mookie says, you can't do it in 10 swings. He says, yeah, I can. So he does it in nine, all right? And so Trout and him are like talking to Junior, and he goes, you know that thing's on autopilot, man. That bat knows where to go. He goes, there was many nights I just walked to the plate and Lucille knew what to do. I mean, he was talking so much smack, it was funny. I wonder if he didn't get hurt. I know it's part of the game, but yeah, like how many home runs would, would Junior have hit? I think he's close to 800. I mean, if you do the numbers, he was hitting 50 a year. Easy. And he was in his prime. I mean, really in his prime. He just turned 30. And he was already hitting 50 a year for like three years or two years or something like that. He'd have run off another three or four, at least 40-some. Yeah, Paulie. Uh, Griffey's last three years in Seattle, 56 homers, 56 homers, 48 homers. And, yeah. and nobody would have questioned those home runs either. He no, yeah, no. because he's not in. He he was never. There was never any inkling that Junior no. used performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, yeah, he got out. Um, All star game coming up tonight. Festivities. What's what's the red carpet show? Who's going to be on the red carpet? Uh, Greg Amsinger, myself will host. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, Greg broke out shorts, thinking his legs look good. Mm. You know, and then all the players come through. It's a fun time. Uh, we talk about the fashion. Tell you what, baseball players, you know, I think Manny Machado started it about three or four years ago with a jacket and no no shirt on underneath. <laughs> you know, so Mookie Betts has the big hat. And all of a sudden, it changed the whole fashion trend. It was cool, man. So we'll cover that. Uh, then all the pregame and postgame, all that on the network. Obviously, the game's on Fox. So it'll be a good time. Good to talk to you as always. Uh, get a nap. Rest the voice there for tonight. I'll be ready. All right. Thanks. Thank you, bud. Harold Appreciate Reynolds. It. He hit 21 home runs in the show. MLB Network Analyst. A couple of phone calls in here. Yeah, you think about Ken Griffey Jr., and I don't know if it's because he's left-handed, but it always, like a left-hander's swing or a left-hander's shot, a left-hander's golf swing, it just, it looks better. Even a bowler. They just... Left-handers, and I don't know what it is, and maybe it's the novelty of seeing them. Like Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. Swing was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Marv. Is Ken Griffey Jr. on the short list of coolest athlete ever? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He had us. We would be ready for SportsCenter highlights because nobody's watching the Mariners at 10 o'clock at night out here. But Mariners games were like, yo, did you see them last night? Did you see Griffey? The backwards hat. The uniform was a big part. The color scheme of the Mariners, yeah. unbelievable. But also, he might have been sort of the Allen Iverson to a new generation in baseball. Where, And I remember some of the veterans, they would say, you know, kids got to earn respect and you can't have your hat backwards. And But he was having fun. But the, the older players, the veterans, had a problem with somebody having fun with the game. And Junior would have his hat backwards. He grew up around the game. He would be there in the in the locker room with the Cincinnati Reds when his dad was playing there. Uh, played you know baseball and football in at uh, Moeller High School, Cincinnati. He had fun, but it felt like he was the unwritten rules of baseball. Hey, don't be having fun there, kid. You better take it serious. 
Yeah, Paul. And anything older people dislike becomes more popular with younger yeah. people by default. <laughs> it really is. I remember when Griffey, maybe 90, 91, he came, he was playing at the White Sox. We're like, well, we got to go see him. He's the kind of guy who made you go see when he came to your town. We got to go see Griffey. And, and he would be the kind of guy that I would want to go see BP. I always got there early. No matter what sport it was, if I was going to a basketball game, I wanted to get there two hours before. Whenever they would let you in, I wanted to go. Because then you got to see things that not everybody else did. And certainly with BP, get there as early as possible. Loved it. Andrew in Washington. Andrew, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, welcome back, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning, Dan. Danette. Hey, Seton, first of all, thanks for sharing your Italian vacation on IG and your stories. That was great to see you and your son going and just enjoying family time and, and uh, having experiences that you'll never forget. So thanks for doing that. You're just an everyman type of guy. Um, anyways, I did have a new game proposal for the show. With Marvin's polls of Cal Ripken Jr., Chanho Park, uh, <laughs> Summer League MVPs, Jeremy Evans, how about we either have Prince's polls or Stump the Prince, which I'm going to try to stump the Prince today. Um, if you watched the, if you yeah. watched the Major League Derby last night, you should get this. So okay. only Bryce Harper, Ryan Sandberg, and one more player have ever won the home run derby in their home field. Can Marvin the Prince, can I stump the Prince? Does he know? It's like Stump the Schwab on ESPN. Uh, Todd Frazier? You got it. (laughs) Perplex the Prince. Oh, okay, Andrew. Thank you. Marvin, you've had a couple of great polls here. I didn't have much of a life, as you guys can see. (laughs) You still don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what did I say? That was mean-spirited. Accurate, though. Uh, Let's take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time and I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Rodriguez, 40. 10 seconds remaining for Rodriguez, who's putting on an absolute show. Left center, pulled that one on the ground, and he's done. 41 home runs. Julio Rodriguez, who flexes now at home plate. That's courtesy of ESPN Radio. There have been eight home run derby rounds of 30 or more home runs. Three of them by Julio Rodriguez. No other player has more than one. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. The new 24-7 live guard protection is there to help. Agents can speak to and stop them through the camera. Right now, get 20% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Also, last night, a grand total. Do you guys want to guess how many home runs were hit last night in the home run derby? Most ever, by the way. Todd? 136. Is that too many? Well, one guy just the, hit 41 on just one round. This is total. Total number total of Total of every. So very low. Now, that's your, that's your guess, though. <laughs> 188. Uh, Seton? 550. All right. Marvin? 275. All right. Paul? 411. 341. Okay. Close. So, Todd, you were so close. It was like just 150 short or something. Got the whole spectrum of guesses there. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't realize at the time you watch, oh, there's 30, there's 41, there's, you know, 22. But uh, 341 home runs, the uh, previous record, 312, set in uh, 2019. Which just goes to show you what not a big deal it is when so many home runs are hit. That's why the slam dunk is so impressive over a home run derby. Thank you, Todd. Just goes to show. Yeah, it does. Everybody and their mother could just hit it out. Uh, Reggie in Mississippi joins us. Hi, Reggie. What's on your mind today? Hey, bud. Hey. Uh, listen, um, <laughs> Griffey, 30 years ago in the home run derby, my God, in Camden Yards, just remarkable. Uh, but listen, I, I really enjoyed the bear guy. Uh, that was that was really good. And I uh, just wanted to throw that in there, that the, uh, the year that Gentle Ben premiered, in 1967, bear attacks rose 70% in the U.S. Not yeah, kidding, because people probably thought they were friendly. And, you know, that show, Gentleman, like, oh, the cute little bear. Ow! Yeah. Uh, I saw some comments here about uh, Dame Lillard by uh, Joe Cronin. He's the Blazers' GM. And uh, 
He had a few things to say about the Blazers and trying to trade him. They've lost leverage because Dame wants to go to the Miami Heat. I think you're going to have to get a third team involved in this. But uh, here is the general manager of the Blazers, Joe Cronin, on Dame's issues. It wasn't necessarily intentional. It was just doing what's best for this team. And we kept doing that. And I could see why, you know, Dame would look at it and say, well, this isn't a a win-now opportunity as much as, or at least as much of a win-now opportunity as some other places. So from that regard, I mean, I understand his position and I respect it. And um, it makes sense to me why he would look to go elsewhere. He also talked about what the Blazers are looking for in a trade. In any deal, the goal is to come out with the best outcome. So, you know, it could be more of a win-now player, and that would be intriguing to us. It could be a young player in picks, and that would be intriguing. It could be just picks, and we would look at that as well. They have a young nucleus here. Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp. You know, these are good young players. But, you know, Portland's a couple of years away. And you have to have confidence in that person or those people that they're going to use those draft picks and make good picks. Because it always goes back to, hey, Oklahoma City has more picks than anybody. Well, if you have somebody who is really good at drafting, then those picks matter. But if you don't, then all of a sudden, you know, you end up with uh, Anthony Bennett like the Cavaliers did. You got to have somebody who understands what you're looking for, what works, taking a chance on somebody, or maybe packaging those uh, picks there. But for Dame, what are you getting in return? His birthday is coming up July 15th. I think he'll be, what, 33? Um, he's coming off a great year. But you got a window there of uh, two or three years with Dame Lillard playing at an all-star level, it feels like. And then after that, he might be just a role player. But also, did you, um, you know, the reaction to Victor Wambayama who only played two summer league games. I'm, I'm grateful he played the two summer league games. And then they're going to shut him down. But I'm okay with that. Not many number one overall picks even play in the summer league. But I like that he did. And he's going to go back and now work on things. Greg Popovich has seen him against NBA talent. Now, granted, not high-end talent, but he's seen him in games. Now we can go back and work on things here. Now we have something that we can look at as a coach, coaching staff, and if he brings in David Robinson or he brings in Tim Duncan and just say, hey, what do you see here? What can we work? He seemed awkward in looking for his shot. He's going to get caught up in switches. He's going to be on, you know, smaller guys, uh, but he does have that, that width, that length, I should say, to be able to challenge those shots, even if he's going against a, a shooting guard. But he's going to struggle a little bit offensively. Defensively, I think he'll be fine to start out with. Yeah, Paul. I may be overthinking this, but stay with me. Any chance Greg Popovich let Wembenyama play two summer league games, obviously get him some run, but it, they were meaningless. They didn't really affect his development. And if he really wanted something out of it, he would have let him play for you know six or seven or eight games. What, any chance he put him out there to like get the reaction over with? Here you go. Here's our guy. Take a peek. Here's a look for everybody. We'll move on. And maybe we'll all move on because hmm. now his debut in November – will be less, uh, almost less dramatic because we saw it. Everyone got to see it in summer when everyone's TV's on it. Depends on who his debut's against. If he goes against the Joker, oh. yeah. If I'm the schedule maker, right out of the gate, 
That's what I would want. You burn it right out of the gate? Well, I would use that, and then you get him on Christmas. Yeah. And then Christmas could be against Giannis or Joel Embiid or LeBron. (laughs) Right out of the gate, I want Denver against San Antonio. Would there be a better NBA opener? Let's say they had an opening night like the okay. NFL does. All right. Then from just ratings, San Antonio versus blank. Well, I would think the defending champs against, you know, that you have the best player in basketball against the next great player in, in the game. Final hour coming up. More on the Northwestern situation and ranking the best College quarterbacks eligible for the draft. Busy final hour coming up. Hope you join us. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.